Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, this saying is trustworthy. Whoever aspires to the office of bishop desires a noble task. Therefore, a bishop must be irreproachable, married only once, temperate, self-controlled, decent, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not aggressive, but gentle, not contentious, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, keeping his children under control with perfect dignity. For if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how can he take care of the church of God? He should not be a recent convert, so that he may not become conceited and thus incur the devil's punishment. He must also have a good reputation among outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, the devil's trap. Similarly, deacons must be dignified, not deceitful, not addicted to drink, not greedy for sordid gain, holding fast to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Moreover, they should be tested first. Then, if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. Women, similarly, should be dignified, not slanderers, but temperate and faithful in everything. Deacons may be married only once and must manage their children and their households well. Thus, those who serve well as deacons gain good standing and much confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. The Word of the Lord. I will walk with blameless heart. Of mercy and judgment I will sing. To you, O Lord, I will sing praise. I will persevere in the way of integrity. When will you come to me? I will walk with blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes any base thing. Whoever slanders his neighbor in secret, him will I destroy. The man of haughty eyes and puffed up heart I will not endure. My eyes are upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of integrity shall be in my service. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus journeyed to a city called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd accompanied him. As he drew near to the gate of the city, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he was moved with pity for her and said to her, Do not weep. He stepped forward and touched the coffin. At this the bearers halted, and he said, Young man, I tell you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, exclaiming, A great prophet has arisen in our midst, and God has visited his people. This report about him spread through the whole of Judea and in all the surrounding region. The Gospel of the Lord. After healing the centurion's slave, without even seeing him, but only by saying the word, Christ and his disciples left his headquarters in Capernaum, and they they traveled west. Nain was a sleepy little village about eight miles south of Nazareth. But the day 
Christ entered the village's gate, there was a big crowd and a big commotion coming out of the gate. He and his disciples had come across one of the worst kinds of funerals. A widow burying her only son. The horrible circumstances explains the large procession. A lot of action and movement were taking place here, but Luke and Christ zeroed in on one thing, one person, the weeping mother. The saint wrote, Jesus crosses paths again with a crowd of people. He could have passed by or waited until they called him, but he didn't. He took the initiative because he was moved by a widow's sorrow. She had just lost all she had, her son. Luke explains that Jesus was moved. Perhaps he even showed signs of it as when Lazarus died. Jesus Christ was not and is not insensitive to the suffering that stems from love. He is pained at seeing children separated from their parents. He overcomes death so as to give life, to reunite those who love one another. But at the same time, he requires that we first admit the preeminence of divine love, which alone can inspire genuine Christian living. Christ knows he is surrounded by a crowd which will be awed by the miracle and will tell the story all over the countryside. But he does not act artificially merely to create an effect. Quite simply, he is touched by that woman's suffering and cannot but console her. So he goes up to her and says, Do not weep. It is like saying, I don't want to see you crying. I have come on earth to bring peace and joy. And then comes the miracle, the sign of the power of Christ, who is God. But first comes compassion, an evident sign of the tenderness of the heart of Christ, the man. This mother's joy on being given back her son reminds us of the joy of our mother, the church, when her sinful children return to the life of grace. St. Augustine wrote, The widowed mother rejoiced at the raising of that young man. Our mother, the church, rejoices every day when people are raised again in spirit. The young man had been dead physically, the latter dead spiritually. The young man's death was mourned visibly. The death of the latter was invisible and unmourned. Christ seeks them out who knew them to be dead. Only He can bring them back to life. Mm -hmm.